Today, we got a big Senate announcement. Somebody you guys know, somebody you definitely respect. Hang tight. In a key state. Key State, here we go. It's time to do a podcast. Welcome to Pop Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. So, Sheriff Lamb, welcome. Thank you. I got to bring you two on as my hype men all the time. <laughs> oh, all you have on. to do is just go along. Just put your mask on. Just because I might not agree with it, that doesn't mean I lose my right to parent my kid. Leave, right. leave the jokes to me, Chief. This is what gets Jim fired up. It's not communism that's going to destroy this country. It's not socialism that's going to destroy this country. What's going to destroy this country is apathy. Don't count on anybody coming to save you. It is time to save our as you heard in that intro, man, uh, the very first guy you heard was Sheriff Mark Lamb out of Pinal County, uh, Arizona. Um, we've talked to him several times on this show. If you want to know his history, his his leadership style, that we're going to talk about it, um, go back and listen to our uh, past episodes with uh, Mark Lamb on him. Uh, sheriff Lamb has announced that uh, being sheriff of Pinal County is, is great, but he thinks he can do more. And that's what I would need in there is someone that wants to do more. Yep. And that's why we brought him on. As soon as we heard this announcement, we made moves to get him on here. Now it's not quite as easy. We used to be able to just call him up, get him on, but now we got to go through his people. <laughs> now, granted, his people are pretty good at getting back to us, but we still got to go through people. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, anyway, Mark, glad to have you, Sheriff. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I'm man. Have to talk to my people about getting up and get me on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell your people, man, tell your people that they don't need to deal with us anymore. We're, we're you know, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty legit here. Uh, man, if I didn't have, if I didn't have people, my, my schedule would be an absolute disaster. Oh, I'm man. having, even with people, I'm having trouble juggling it all. So oh, I, bet. I bet. Hey, uh, before we start and we don't want to bring the show down later on, uh, we just want to pass on our condolences to you. Thank you. Um, lost uh, a large part of your family uh, in a motor vehicle crash a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, your son, your daughter-in-law, and your granddaughter. And I can tell you right now that you are stronger than I am. Uh, there is no way that I would be functional at this point. Yep. We put a post about it when it happened on our on our Facebook page, and a lot of our fans um, put a lot of support on there. So if you get a chance to go look at that, you can see the extra support from them if you ever need it. Well, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate all your fans. And honestly, we've said all along what's carried us through is our faith in God and Jesus Christ. But uh, the prayers, the prayers of so many people and the kind words, um, you know, you feel like curling up in a ball in the corner. But, uh, you know, I'm a leader of a large organization as well. And so you realize, look, people are looking at you to see how you're going to react and how you're going to overcome the challenges that you're being faced with. And um we had to just pull up our bootstraps and move forward. And I will tell you, there's the, you know, every day it's a, it's like a frequency that runs in the background and every now and then you'll see something or hear something that will spike that frequency of grief. But, um, I, I attribute our ability to get through this honestly to our faith and, and to the prayers. So thank you everybody. I yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah. So, and, and my, my, uh, my oldest sister is always happy when we bring up faith on this show. She listens every week. And you were probably one of the first guests that we had that really brought faith into our conversation. And a lot of guests that we've been having ever since bring it up. And it just, it makes her happy when she hears it. She, and now she's pushing us to do a, a, a special episode on faith. Um, and, and she has somebody lined up for us. And, and she hears Jim talking about how, He's not sure, but he wants to believe, and she wants him to go to church for six months. <laughs> but he wants to go to a black Baptist church so he can dance and have fun oh, and really I feel, do. I do. feel the, the, the spirit listen, that way. I've been to Catholic churches. Uh, listen, Catholics, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're y- sleeping. Y- y'all ain't fun. <laughs> 
Y'all are not fun. Yeah, I don't that, know if I have the rhythm to go there. I would be like the guy that would be like flapping off the rhythm. Like, <laughs> like Steve Martin and the jerk. That would be me. Yeah, yeah. I'd be terrible. Yeah. But you know what? I, I appreciate that. And I think faith is a big part of this country. I mean, my, you know, our new campaign, as you heard, I'm, I announced for my, my run for the U.S. Senate here in Arizona. Honestly, Arizona just needs a, a proven conservative fighter that's going to stand up for the people of Arizona and, and fight for what we love, which is God, family, and freedom. And so um, I, God is a big part of my life. I think it was a big part of the foundation of this country. And uh, not religion, just just God in general and the, and the morality sure. that we used from that to apply it to the rule of law that has made this country so strong. Um, and now we're just seeing that decay. And, and I think that's why our country's in the problems that it's in. So I appreciate you guys talking about it as well. I think that faith is extremely important to part, especially in law enforcement. You need an anchor. You need something that holds you down for the things that we have to see would question anybody, would debrock anybody's faith. And so if you don't have a strong anchor, you're going to, you'll be a ship uh, at sea with no sail. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Um, and you know, I do, and you know, this from past episodes, I, I struggle. Um, I struggle with, with faith. I want to believe my brain doesn't work that way. Um, and you know, it's tough. It's tough being a conservative out there and not having strong faith. Right. I feel like I don't belong anywhere. Like all these conservatives around me, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Great. Good for you. And then they're like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you're our people. I'm like, no, no, no I'm your people. I'm your people. But it's, uh, you belong. It's tough. You belong, man. and it's you know what? It is tough. This world is tough. The things you see in this world, you know, it uh, it, it 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 does make having faith hard sometimes. And so, um, I, I totally get that, you know. But I think that there's a lot of great conservatives that may or may not be super faithful. And just like the founding fathers, you know, there was a lot of the founding fathers were varying degrees of faith. Um, but in the end, they all believed in some higher being, and I think that helped them establish the country that they did because it was based on, on, on some greater good, some greater, uh, higher power that, that drives us to be better. Agreed. All right. Then let's talk about something the opposite of religion, which is the left. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because what, what a great transition, the, what, the antithesis what, of religion. What, what I'm seeing here now, you're going to be running from what I'm seeing is against Kristen Cinema, and that's no that's no small feat. No, friend. but she's but she's not even a real Democrat anymore. She well, she left her party and went independent. But we talk about the, the where it's a real feat is not because of what she's accomplishing. Where it's a real feat is the apathy that we talk about. Right? That's people America. show up and they mm-hmm. recognize Kristen Cinema's name now. You've got name recognition. That's a big deal, right? But that's still, people are going to show up and be like, well, I don't know who to vote. Kristen Cinema has been in there so long, I'm just going to vote for her. Right. And or, that's tough. Or you st- you're still going to have to primary, and then all the primary people that you'll go up against are either going to have name recognition or family money that you're going to go up against. And that's that's the uphill battle right there. I think if you make it past that uphill battle, everything else is is gravy in your state because your state needs it. Now, my question before we even get into the weeds there is how is this how is this California move going to affect this election, in your opinion? Well, it definitely has an impact on Arizona. You know, I think what it's done is it's created a little bit more independence. Um, uh, what we would term as moderate Republicans, people that are probably a little bit more socially um, moderate, um, still want fiscal conservatism. Um, I think they still would prefer less government. 
so yeah, it does change a little bit of the dynamic, but a lot of the people we're getting from California are honestly good conservatives that are just fed up with California as well. And so uh, I th- I still think that there is a good pathway. There's there's more registered Republicans in Maricopa County than there are, and that's the biggest county in the state of Arizona, over half the population. Um, that's there's still more registered Republicans in that county than there are Democrats or Independents, and so um, y- you just can't lose any votes is the key. There might be more registered, but does it matter? You know the debacle we saw in Maricopa County. I mean. Uh, does it matter? Uh, you know, Arizona was a mess in this last election. Um, yeah. That's got to worry you, right? I mean, well, look, I, yeah, election integrity is big for me. I've always been a strong proponent of election integrity. I have fought hard to ensure that we do everything possible to gain the trust of the voters. We had some mistakes in our county, and I think a lot of the voters are frustrated with just how the process is are working. We definitely could use some overhaul on our voting rules in Arizona. Maricopa County gets a lot of light because it is the largest county in the state, and it's much larger than most counties across this country. 4.5 million people, I think, is about what their population is in Maricopa County. So clearly, you're gonna. It, it, that's going to be a big lift every time, every election cycle. Um, you know, look, I, I've learned after two successful elections that what you have to do is focus on the race that you're running and you have to pick your lane and, and set your chart, your course, and you've got to run that course and don't let the, the political stuff get you off that course. I think that's what the voters are really looking for. They're looking for somebody common sense, somebody authentic, somebody who truly wants to serve them. And even whether they agree with you or don't agree with you, they want to know that your, your ship runs a steady course. And uh, I think that the majority of the people can get behind that, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, or independents, and even some Democrats, I think you'll find that we'll be attracted to that. That's the race I want to run. I mean, that's something, uh, though. Same- that's something, right? That you, because Pinal County, uh, your sheriff was there for a long time, and yeah. you came in and, and unseated him, right? So you know how to run a, an underdog campaign. Um, I do. I came in as the underdog and uh, I spent a third of what they spent and I won 64 to 36%. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Primary. That's huge. So, man. Yep. And now that you're on this show, we got Steve Hayes elected out there. <laughs> that's it. I, that's board. why I'm on the show. I, after doing this show, I'm probably going to pack it in and, and just wait for election day. Cause I got it wrapped up. Well, you can't take the Joe Biden Ooh, approach. Hold on, hold on. You cannot take the Joe Biden approach to this one. We also need to talk about Jonah Scholes, no, right? No, we need no, to talk about Cicely talking, Davis. We're not we need, talking about that. We need to talk about wanna, great I candidates. I want to say one more thing about that last thing. And um, there was a, a picture from the Olympics several years ago. It was uh, Michael Phelps and he's swimming. And if you remember that race, he looked like he was losing right till the end. It looked like he lost. Um, and then there was a still photo taken of that very last like stroke where, where Michael Phelps ends up touching the wall first. And what you clearly see is Michael Phelps is focused on the wall and the guy next to him is looking at Michael Phelps and the, and the caption said, winners focus on winning and losers yep. focus on winners. That's right. And so what I do is I focus on winning. I focus on what it means to do to win the race. I think that Americans and Arizonans are tired of you trying to, of people politicking on how bad their opponent is Ugh. instead of just telling me how good they are. I've and always said that. That's what I, I want to be. The, I don't want to be the lesser of two evils. Oh. I want to be somebody that people are excited to show up on voting day. 
The day they get their ballot, they want to fill it out and, put, and, and mark my name off because they're excited and they know that I'm going to serve them well in the U.S. Senate. Look, that's what I've always said, man. I don't need you to tell me how bad the other person's doing, right? I know how bad they're doing. I don't need that from you. What I need from you is to tell me how you're going to fix it, you know, right. how you're going to how you're going to do a better job. I don't need you shitting on somebody uh, for the for the whole for the whole campaign. Don't mm-hmm. tell me how bad they are. Uh, yeah. You know, talk about I, you. I can't I can't stand that type of politics. And I think that's why you see a lot of people <laughs> shifting to the independent party. They don't want to be part of Republicans or Democrats. They're tired of the politics right. of it. Yeah, but it's a and, cold, uh, cold wasteland in the middle. And I've it been is. saying that ever since I started this show where I want to get an independent American party off the ground, but you won't have any big anybody backing you. You can get a big star maybe to run for that position, but you're not going to get any big money behind you, which it, it is important. You're, everyone we've known that's lost, lost to money. Uh, everyone we yeah. know that lost to people that were able to canvas the vote and get the early vote. So I would I would tell you right now to, to ask your people to reach out to Scott Pressler and have that guy start doing yeah. some work because that kid comes yeah. in and and does the work. I don't know if you know who he is or if you're aware of who he is. No, uh, but I already like the sound of him. Oh, no, <laughs> listen, we're, we're not even kidding. You need to look up Scott Pressler. I mean, he changes the outcomes of elections in states. Um he gets in there and he does the groundwork, man. He gets people registered. He makes sure people are going to vote uh, and not just people, but conservatives. Um, he ah. is, he is out there. He shows up in all of these hotly contested races and it, it's amazing what he accomplishes. Yeah. And you know what, when you look at him, you're going to be like, huh? this guy, long hair, <laughs> looks like a hippie. You're like, ah, oh, this guy, you know, he's a leftist and this guy is as, as conservative as me and you. And I think I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay. Now, you know, yeah, yeah, I do think I know. you. I look up. We're, we're putting a great team together. We, we want to win. We're going to take Arizona back and we're going to do it because people are excited about it and they want to vote and they want to be part of this. They're no longer being apathetic. I know you guys preach a lot about that. Um, we, we can't keep giving voters a reason to be apathetic towards what's going on in politics. You know, my wife has a great saying, she says, you may, because you ask people and they're like, ah, I don't really do politics. Right. And my wife will always say, well, you may not do politics, but politics is doing you. Right. <laughs> so can, that's a great quote, can, man. That is. It is. And it's, you can wake up to the fact that you're being done by politics and, and, and we need to stop that from happening anymore. And, yeah. and, and honestly, that's why the country's in the, the, the position it's in is because we've become apathetic as to who is in there. And that apathy comes from, fact that we have beautiful houses we drive nice cars we We haven't had to uh, suffer yeah we don't suffer like we used to right right you know and i think further i mean not only does politics do you but politics is counting on you not doing politics right that's that is who they go after you don't see people coming after me and you to try to get the vote. They're going after the low income or uh, the low information voters, mm-hmm. the low income voters who are getting um, money from the government, who are getting cell phones from the government. That's who they're going after. They're not going after the the, the me's and you's, and they're not going after the, the strong Democrats who understand the Democrat Party. They're going after the majority. Um, and, and that majority is apathetic. That majority is looking for what can you do for me? The days of Kennedy are gone. Not, you know, yeah. ask not what you can uh, or what the government or what your country can do for you. Um, ask what you can do for your country. Those days are gone. Nobody asks what they can do for their country anymore. It's all about yeah. what am I going to get? 
You know what, Sheriff Lamb? You want my vote? What are you going to give me? That's what it comes down sure. to anymore. So that's right. So the border's important, dude. Let's let's jump on the border really fast. Um, well, before we get into issues, I mean, wh- why the jump? What made you decide? Listen, because you're changing Pinal County, right? They love you in Pinal County. What made yeah, you say? I love it in Right. So what made you say, eh, I'm going to go to Washington. You know, I was, uh, it was towards the end of the last campaign season. I had Blake masters, Carrie Lake, uh, you know, as, as early as December, even after the election, I said, i met with Carrie Lake at Mar-a-Lago, um, several of the different elected officials and a lot of people in the, in the politics of Arizona kept saying, Hey, Sheriff, you need to run for Senate. You need to run for Senate. And uh, look, I haven't been interested in that at all. And so I said to my wife, I said, look, We've got to come up with some excuses of why not to do this. And in that process, we started feeling compelled to do it. Um, and then we got into December and we were feeling pretty good about it. And then, bam, my son and my granddaughter and my soon-to-be daughter-in-law all mm-hmm. passed away tragically in a car accident. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I just at that point, I just didn't feel like doing anything. And uh, about two, three weeks passed and somebody said something about the Senate. And I felt the, probably the first spark I'd felt for a few weeks. Um, and, and then we got back to dealing with it. And honestly, it, my son's and my daughter, granddaughter's passing tell reminded us that there is no guarantee for tomorrow. You may have all these plans, but there's no guarantee for tomorrow. And the only thing you take with you in life is, is what you did. And so we saw that there was a house on the corner burning on fire with thieves in it. And I can have two choices. I can stand there on the corner and do nothing, or I can run in it. And as a police officer, I've just been conditioned myself to run towards that fire. And so um, we just felt like we were in a good position, had some decent name recognition. Um, I think that this job, the main issues are the rule of law, border security, the economy, um, national defense. Those are some of the hot topics. Those are the kitchen table items. And so who better than to me than to go deal with those issues? I come, you know, I come with a lot of, of experience on that. And I've been using this as an example. If your house was on fire or the thieves were in there or the, you got a husband and a wife that don't get along, who do you call? Do you call a politician? Nope. No. Social worker? Nope. Right. You don't call social workers. You call the sheriff. You know why? Because law enforcement has trained us to be uniquely qualified to restore balance and order to chaos. Oh, praise, and praise right Jesus. now we need somebody I'm that, that can do that. So, <laughs> so, so can I, that's can I, really can I, what got us to this point. Could I have you spin that for a little bit? Um, Before you say that, I just want to tell you that you're welcome for my service. Oh, yeah. I still haven't thanked Jim for his service yet, but I was going to wait for him to retire. Um <laughs> So I want you to spin this and I want you to think about how I'm thinking of it. Uh, Jim says, you know, why did you decide to go to D.C.? And what I want you to look every single voter in the eye and say, I'm not going to D.C. Because when I see a politician that says I'm going to D.C., it makes me feel like they just go in there and get absorbed by the swamp. They get absorbed by the money. They get absorbed by the pressure of, of all the other candidates and, and the people on the committees and all the, 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 the big heads. When you should be telling every single voter I'm taking all of you with me and all your problems to DC so they can hear it. It's not about you going, it's about you taking them with you. I love that. And you know, that's what we've gotten away from is we the politicians now feel like we're their subservience, you know, yeah. we're their 
their subjects. And then the, the reality is we answer they to them, man. Us. Yeah, right. Yeah, we answer to them we, now. That's right. Doesn't we matter what you want. It's what I want. Right. That's yep. and that's how and they it, think now. Um, Arizona and, needs a proven conservative fighter. And I'm, I'm the only candidate that I can see recently in Arizona that actually has a track record of doing that. Look, I stood when things were not easy. Oftentimes I felt stood like I was standing alone against the lockdowns, against the mass mandates, against the vaccine mandates. I stood against, I continue to stand up for the constitution. I continue to stand up for the second amendment. These are things that I do in the face of all the criticism and in the face of all the weight of, of all the people who hate those things. Um, and honestly, right now where we're at, we need proven conservative fighters. And, and I'm one of those guys. I know. I like the fact that none of your opponents are going to be able to hold you down as an election denier because you're on record saying that you looked for the smoke. You found no fire. You can't bring any real credible anything into a court that's going to say that that there was obvious uh shit cannery going on or you know i want to use a worse word but i'm going to try to keep this as yeah. as cool as we can yeah. <laughs> that sounds like truckery <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh you get what i'm saying they they don't yeah. have that to use against you and 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 i like that i can, I can appreciate that so well, they still try but i think that that republicans democrats and independents we all want secure elections mm -hmm. and if my job as a sheriff is that people come to me and say, Sheriff, there's problem here. There's smoke. My job is to go look for the fire. And uh, in the end, in Pinal County, I can only speak to Pinal County because I'm not the sheriff of the other places. Um, nobody brought me any stacks of, of, of large scale material fraud. Um, and what we did, though, is we made sure that in the next election that we covered any areas where we thought potential fraud could occur. For example, we made sure that we monitored all the video of all of our drop boxes, ballot drop boxes. And, and, and mind you, Arizona has early ballots for 28 days or 27 days. And so you've got to be on top of it. And then we opened up our office and we had a, a feed that was live 24-7. And for the last three, four weeks, we had citizens in there 24-7 marking down every time somebody dropped off a ballot. So not only did we do something, we integrated our community into that election integrity to ensure that people could trust our election. We still had our mistakes. We looked into those mistakes. We made sure that they weren't malicious. And the investigation showed that they were more incompetence and, and mistakes than than. I'm, I'm than so confused right now. I <laughs> So this doesn't make any sense to me. So an elected official, yourself, involved the citizens that he serves mm. in fixing the problem. That doesn't make sense. Come on. That doesn't man. imagine that, right? No, come imagine on. That. So, so you have a history of involving the citizens in fixing their own problems. That's right. Huh? Who would have thought, and you know what? We're going to take that same attitude to the state level too. We're going to take the micro level that we've been doing it. And frankly, it's not even that much of a micro level. People, some of the reporters have been trying to downplay my position. I said, listen, I got over 600 employees. I got a $55 million budget. I got a county the size of the state of Connecticut mm -hmm. with 500,000 people in it. I guarantee you there's not a congressman or a senator in Washington, D.C. that has more a bigger bailiwick than me. Right. So honestly, on a, when you talk about a personnel and a budget and all of that, I shrink it down quite a bit. And well, the issues change a little bit. They change a little bit to national issues. But don't think that I don't have 
issues on a daily basis that we have to deal with. I'm actively involved in the legislature, whether it's um, testifying in behalf of before or against bills, that we are actively involved in weighing in on all the bills. And they're dropping 2,000 bills every uh, um, uh, legislative cycle. And so like, this isn't something that's um, new to me. Like, I've been working this stuff for the last two terms as a sheriff, last seven years. And so when you talk about somebody that can step in and has a pretty good feel for a lot of the things that I'll have to deal with, just expanding it to a different level, um, that what's, you know, I feel like that makes me a very good candidate. Right on. So listen, we, we know you've got places to be. Uh, I think Dan wants to get a little bit into the issues. I do want to get into the issues, but uh, in your video, before we get to the border, in your video, you started it out with, you know, we're done with the wokeness. We can't continue as a country to, to, to go this way. And while that message, I think, doesn't resonate with everybody because everybody kind of wants to get back to be a normal and not as divisive and aggressive as, say, like Trump's mentality is, then the other half of the country is because they think America's heart is at stake here. America's soul is at stake here. If we don't fight the fire with the fire. Uh, so, so when you did say that, I understood it as you said it, that it's, we can't, we can't continue down this road with them. Yeah. And it's more about strength. It's more about saying, guys, this isn't okay. Look, I have five kids and you know, your kids aren't perfect. And, and, and if you allow them, they will push the behavior. And ah, you can't necessarily, you can't tolerate their behavior. It doesn't change the fact that I love my kids, but disciplining them or, or saying, no, this isn't okay. doesn't mean you don't love them. It just means you're not going to tolerate that. And there are a lot of issues across this country that we as Americans should not be tolerating. And I think we need to do a better job. And our politicians seem to be kind of either jumping into it um, and, and, and adding to the divisiveness or the craziness, or they're not saying anything at all. And so I think we need politicians that have the strength to stand up and do it in a way that is, is a kind and loving way, not adversarial, but not weak either. Um, and that is a balance you learn as a police officer. Like my ability to walk into a scene can dictate how that scene goes, whether or not they feel like I'm a pushover or whether they know, hey, look, this guy's here. We're, I, I better get in line now. The sheriff's here. Um, and yeah, and you don't tolerate that bad behavior. I, uh, you know, one of my favorite sweatshirts from Patriot Crew is "Wokeness breeds weakness," and I, I, I can't agree with that anymore. Right? Uh, this country is being weakened by the woke mentality. Um, we're being weakened on the national stage. We're being weakened on the global stage. Uh, countries that used to fear us uh, laugh at us now. Um, so yeah, well, that's man. been my saying. Our enemies don't fear us and our friends don't respect us anymore. Right. right. That's exactly it. If 2024 doesn't go the way we want it to, and you have to deal with another democratic administration, no matter who's at the helm, uh, the border is not going to be on their priority list. It's going to be this thing that's happening that if what's happening now was happening under a conservative, you know, it'd be front new frontline news. It'd be, oh, yeah. it'd be top story every day. They'd have a counter of how many people have been dying from freaking fentanyl deaths. Um, right. And, and it's, and when we're seeing fentanyl problems, even here all the way up here and it's coming from that border. So Let's just say, you know, you can get help over in the border now. If we do get a, a conservative administration coming up, what 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 else can we do? What, what What's your plan for the border? 
Look, the easiest is to go back to the Trump era policies. The previous administration's policies were working. You can just start by re-implementing those things. The, the issue is we've allowed it to go on for so long that the cartels have gained tremendous strength. You see in my video, we need to declare them as the terrorists that they are. These are these people strike fear in the hearts of all those people trying to cross the border with violence. They, they enslave them. They put them in the this, this sex slave trade. When we find these people, oftentimes they're just their faces look like, you know, they're like a scared little child. Um, and then you talk about all the families who are being uh, terrorized by the fentanyl poisonings that are going on over 107,000 Americans. That's far more than any any terrorist in the Middle East ever did to to America. Yet it doesn't seem to have moved the needle with this administration. And so these are the things that strike fear. And it's an actual threat to America. It's actually affecting us every day. And it's coming into our borders every day. So we should declare them as what they are. Well, that way we can start working with we the had Mexican the chance. government. We had the chance, and, right? Yeah. The, the, the Biden you, administration decided, and who was it? Was it Sinaloa? Um, which cartel was it um, that they just decided not to declare a terrorist And I think it's because the cartels have too much money in the Mexican government. And they're just not giving us the opportunity to do it. And we're just going to have to. Trump them, ha. play, well, play, at, play on at, words there, and just and just go for it. The Mexican what, what, government knows that America's not willing to try to stop the problem. So why would you buck the cartels only to cause yourself problems? Right. But if we were a willing participant and an, and an aggressive participant in securing our borders, I have full faith that the 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 government of Mexico would jump on board, and together we could eradicate these cartels and weaken them and stop this trafficking of humans into America. We could stop the trafficking of dangerous drugs, especially fentanyl. And now you're seeing things like xylazine and, and gray death and all these different things starting to come in. Um, and we could, and, and we're not going to let terrorists cross our borders either. Um, we've got people from all over the world coming across and we have got to do something. Um, so those are the, I think that we've got to put a, a very, very, if not the highest priority, uh, because it affects human rights, it affects national security, and it affects public safety. All three of those things are primary responsibilities of the federal government. Um, not as much the human rights, but we need to we need to protect those, and we do it every day. But they're one of the charges of the Constitution is to provide for a common defense and to ensure domestic tranquility. We've, we're losing domestic tranquility. They are not providing for a common defense, and we are putting ourselves at risk every day. No, they're absolutely not. And, you know, the argument of whether or not this is considered an invasion or not, um, I, I don't know how you can look at it and not and not say that it's an invasion, right? This is certainly within the federal government's purview. They're choosing not to do it. They're choosing not to do it. It is the only purview. They are the only ones right. that are authorized to affect to affect the law or to enforce the laws related to immigration. But when does the state get to take it into their hands? Only if they create, only if they break a state law. So if they're, we now have a new state law that allows us to charge people that are trafficking those humans. But if they're just here illegally, um, Arizona tried to pass a bill called SB 1070 um, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And uh, they they fought it, and the Ninth Circuit of Appeals turned it overturned it, and we passed it. Then they overturned it, 
And so wow. they just gutted it. And now it has no, no strength that would have allowed uh, local law enforcement like the sheriffs or the state troopers to actually arrest people for being in this country illegally. Um, the courts reaffirmed that that is the sole responsibility of the federal government, which is why you have to put that pressure back on them to say, do your job. It is your job to secure our borders. You are the only ones that are authorized to affect any control over immigration, and you're not doing it. All right, we got about two minutes before you got to go. Uh, two questions real well, quick. fast. Yeah. Well, that's how it always goes. With well, us. you can wink at your people to push your next uh, <laughs> Man, you're the boss. Listen, what I need them to do is I just need everybody to go to sheriffforsenate.com. Sheriffforsenate.com. Look, this is a a fight that we must win um, across this country. Republicans are typically um, out fundraise three, four to one. Right. We need all those people mm -hmm. listening right now. Go on sheriffflamforsenate.com. $20, $40, $5,000, $6,600. That's the max, by the way. Um, $13,200 for a couple. You can rush we a donation for $20.24, which is what we're going to tell our listeners to do when we drop this episode, 2024. It's all about numbers. We need all the patriots in this country to step in. Uh, twenty bucks, you know, we all spend twenty bucks pretty easily. I know the economy's got a stranglehold on all of us. Yeah. But if we don't fix this situation, it's going to get worse. Look, so I, I can look at my please. bank account right now over the last week. You would be amazed at the stupid stuff I spent twenty dollars on. <laughs> oh, amazed. Tell me. Like I go I through it, and I'm like, wait a minute. What? Oh Jesus. You know. Look, I mean, I do how many, how many yeah, games did I spend money on, 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 oh. you know, the Apple store? I'm like, well, I spent $67 this month. Uh, I know. Hey, real quick before you go, uh, are there any other candidates that are running right now um, that are aligned with you that are having a hard time that maybe we should be talking to that you know of? Are you talking about in Arizona? Period. I mean, I'm sure you're reaching out. I'm sure you're meeting people. Maybe not because this is new. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I got in pretty early, so there's a right. lot of candidates that just aren't mm -hmm. out there. Um, I got the guy that's going to take my place. He's going to run for sheriff here. He's one of our great guys in our agency. He's uh, He was willing to step up. He's very constitutional-minded, um, law enforcement, very uh, very good uh, deputy. Well, he's a lieutenant now. and uh, he oh, Stop teasing me and give me over. his name. His name is <laughs> Lieutenant Ross Teeple. People for the people. It's T. -E oh my God! It doesn't get better than that. T. E. Right. Go ahead. T. E. What? T. E. E. P. L. E. T. E. E. Two E's. T. E. E. P. L. E. All right. So a couple episodes ago, we were on with Lindsey Graham, Patriot Barbie, um, not the Rhino, um, not the Rhino out of South Carolina. Um, so we had called you. And I was sure that you were going to answer because you're a pretty stand-up guy and we have a pretty good relationship. And I was sure. And I told her, I'm like, look, he's going to answer. There's no doubt. And, and you declined my call. Um, so because of that, I think you owe me. Oh, now he brings the dog in. Look, he's getting elected, bro. He's getting elected. Because you're trying to get, I brought the dog in for sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so you owe me now. So here's what's going to happen is I'm going to text you from time to time and ask if there's anybody else, any other candidates that you know of that we should be talking to. And then you're going to put a good word in for us. This is what's going to happen. I'm not asking. So you I'm owe me. Do it. Yeah, you owe yeah. me right now. You owe me. I'm still licking my wounds from you sending right. me to voicemail. <laughs> so 
So, and I told him not to do it. Now, uh, before we go, this is where I normally drop a joke uh, for you guys. But I got to tell you, I don't think I can because everyone out there in Arizona has a dry sense of humor. Oh, look at you with the dad joke. (laughs) Ain't no bad joke like a dad joke. All right. Well, hey, get on. I know you got to go. This is Lotus right here. I think if Lotus, she can't vote, but she would vote for me because we eat snacks together. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe if she was Democrat, she'd vote. And we're talking about Scott Pressler. (laughs) Clearly, you like things with long hair. So I think you would get along very good with Scott Pressler. She's a a Commodore. So it's a Hungarian sheepdog. They look like a giant mop. All right. What uh, what do they hurt? Anything? They're supposed to hurt sheep. She's very protective of the house. She's a great dog. Wasn't my dog. I don't, uh, we don't have dogs because we travel a lot and we're always working. And my son had this dog and then my son passed away. Mm -hmm. And so this was my son's way of, uh, of saying, Hey dad, here you go. Yeah. Well, we look forward to having you on later on. That's great. We'll look forward to having you later on this year. We'll, we'll get you back on to talk about how it's going. Well, what's awesome is that when President Lamb takes office, he'll come on this show. I, oh, you know, I wish that on no, me, man. I'm still struggling on this Senate stuff. I just, uh, when, when, but hey, when, just a reminder, Sheriff Lamb for Senate.com. Sheriff Lamb for Senate.com. When, and when, and when is the election? The election's not until next year. It's going to be, our, our primaries are very late. So the primaries will be in August of next year, and the general election will be in uh, November. All right. And It'll so, be here before you know it. Yep. And we, uh, fully expect we'll to have you back on in January of 2025. Yes, you will. And we fully expect to have you back on as things are going just to find out how things are going. Um, I'd love it. I right. love it. And I'll pick up your call next time. <laughs> oh, that's big talk right that's there. Big talk. That's big talk. We'll see. Cause I'm going to be in the middle of a meeting with somebody. You know what? Yeah. I already know you got something. Oh. Co- I know you got something coming up here in the next half hour. In 40 minutes, I'm going to call you. Because we're still going to be doing this show. <laughs> I'm going to call you live, and you better I answer. I got my notification, my calendar notification. I'm supposed to be there right now. I yeah. know. Well, we tried to let you go before. I know. All right, I all right, know, all right. Listen, I'm not even. I, and now like, he's just grandstanding. Like Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, we hung up on her. Yeah. She she acted like she's going to hang up on us, and then we hung up on her. And she ended up texting me later. She's like, oh, something happened. I think the call got disconnected. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking to. We ain't taking <laughs> this, this from Anybody. This is our show. Right? This is our show. Welcome to Pod Bless America. We hung up on you. So, so you get the same. Yeah. Treatment. So I'm going to hang up on you right now, not because I don't like you, but because if I don't, you're not going to make your next appointment. <laughs> Sheriff Lamb, soon to be guys. Senator Lamb, man. We'll see you soon. Great time. Thank God you. All right. Bless. Later. Uh, he's good dude. Recording stop. <laughs> But that's what America needs right Dude. now is people that you know what, though? what the law is. God, I agree. But you know what? You know what else America needed? Jonah Shoals. Uh-huh. You know what else America needed? Yeah. Cicely Davis. Mm-hmm. That's what America needed. And you see where we are, right? Yeah. Look what happened in Chicago uh, again. Dude. They had a chance to get out from underneath look, what the craziness that's there, and they made it worse. Look, Mark Lamb, is he is legit. Um, that is a guy that understands the Constitution. He understands what this country needs. And he has left his, well, it, this is the second time now he's going to leave his comfortable life, right? He left it once to become uh, Pinal County Sheriff, mm-hmm. and he's going to leave it again to become a senator. But he's doing it because he knows that that's what this country needs, man. We're, we're, we're in dire straits right now. But the, but the problem is going to be the money. It's always the money. Maybe. Yeah. No, right? typically right? someone's going to have $8 million to spend on ads and he's going to, and he's going to raise $8 million uh, alone. You know what? Typically, 
right? But you're not talking about some guy nobody knows. I mean, he's on TV. Yeah. He is outspoken. He's got books. He's got a, good, know, a good history of getting stuff done. People know him, right? And I wanted to talk to him. Do you, do you ever follow any of those videos with their, their traffic cop? God, I don't remember his name, but I, I watch them all the time. No. Pinal County's traffic cop. Mm-mm. Dude, I got to send you the link. I, no. It is fantastic. This guy, this guy is fantastic. Uh, he has a camera crew riding around with him. Okay. And he is not, he's just regular dude doing a job, right? He walks up. He's not one of these, hey, I'm officer, whoever. He's like, what up, man? <laughs> you know? <coughs> no, he's... <laughs> People are like, uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, short episode, but uh, only because he had to go. He actually had to go. What? Five minutes. 14 yeah. minutes ago. No, no, we held them about five minutes over. I'd say. Oh, oh no. 45. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. We held that's them five minutes go. over and, and you got to expect. Well, that. we didn't. Well, I, I kept trying it. to get him off. I get it. I, he, people love talking to us, bro. He's like, already? It's like, I know, I know. right? I know. <laughs> Tell Daytona. Daytona is his, I guess, press person or whoever sets up all of his appointments. Uh, that's who I was dealing with. What is your dad, a NASCAR fan? Nope. Listen, you want to know what her dad's name is? Talladega. <laughs> Try again. Richmond. Try again. Phoenix. Jim. Mm. Swear to God. Okay. Is it James? Nope. Well, no, no, no. Jeff. <laughs> from Paul Engel yeah. from last yeah. week kept calling he's you He's the James. only one that calls me James. He does. Every time he emails me, every time he texts me, he's like, hello, James. He was a good dude. If you guys didn't catch that episode last week with Paul Engel, check it out. Yeah. It is funny when Jim's trying to, well, I was trying to shake him down of 10 of his acres, of his 70 acres, <laughs> uh, just to give to Jim so he's got a place to go. He's got an ally on his, on his back 70. <laughs> his back, well, he'd be his back 60. No, I'd go, I'd, I'd live there. I'd live there. But I thought about it when I was uh, doing the edit to the episode and I was, and you said, Hey, can I, can I have a place that's by a river or I can have a still where the sheriff can't see the smoke and the sheriff won't see the smoke. If you're the fucking sheriff. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. It'd be like, well, on uh, a family vacation when he fixes his car, the Griswold's car. And he's like, what would the sheriff think of your business practices? And he's like, I am, I am the sheriff. sheriff. Oh, okay. So when they find you're still, you'd be like, I'll, I'll take it from here, boys. Listen, I'll be making, I'll be making bourbon. Sheriff bourbon. Yeah, I'll be calling it Sheriff's bourbon or something. You know, yeah, that'll be mine. Who scout hooch? Who scout hooch? <laughs> oh, we got it. Uh, so. I think that's got some wheels. Hmm. But so we do have. You know, we got uh, super fan Diana. She has children out there in Arizona. We got Steve Hayes out in Arizona. We have, I got Big Gary out in Arizona. I can come up with a handful of people that I can oh, Lindsey Graham. listen to this show. Lindsey Graham out in Arizona. Yeah, that understand that this is the guy that they need to vote for because well, these, these, these elections now that it's so heavily contested right. in that swing state. Can can come down to ten votes. Steve Hayes actually got a hold of me and he said, "Hey, you've had so many people on from Arizona now. We should just have a show with Arizona people. We could have Lindsey Graham, Steve Hayes. We have Sheriff on. He's another one that has bright ideas about the shows we should have. When all he has to do is buy a Roadcaster Pro, get a mic, get a headset. <laughs> all he has to do is spend twelve thousand four hundred dollars, <laughs> and he could do this too. Jesus Christ." <laughs> Fuck. You overshot that, but not by much. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I look at our season one collection up there. 
of booze? Yes. Uh, maybe we'll put a picture of it up on Does, our Facebook Is season page. two going over there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that wheat penny's still going to be uh, there. <laughs> our landlord, he, the guy who gives us this studio, I, I showed him the pictures of all of our empty bourbon bottles that we have up there. And he's they're up in a window. And he's like, you know, I'm a little worried that people are going to think there's something in there. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're all empty. I mean, it's just glass. Yeah. Yeah, like we, I took a picture of it. I'll post it. We went maybe put some, it in the video. I don't even think you got the whole thing in there. Well, I think I took a picture of it before. All right. <sighs> well, don't forget, we're powered by Freedom Square. Uh, check them out at freedomsquare.com. Uh, that's where freedom lives. That is where freedom lives, and they're doing uh, they're doing good work. And, uh, yeah, man, if you go and you – I think it's 5 bucks a month. That's all it costs, 5 bucks a month for you to be part of their uh, – part of their mission and you can support them with what they're doing. Um, it would be easier for you just to go to freedomsquare.com and take a look at it to understand what they are. Uh, you could download the app. Um, I check it every day, every single day I check it. Um, it is all the stories that you need to know that you're probably not hearing. Uh, they're coming from all the great conservative sources. Number two, we got uh, Fox's fired up flags behind us. He's a local guy here in North Ridgeville. Uh, he can make you any, uh, well, I, uh, Dude, I would venture to say anything out of wood, just about, because I know he makes more than flags, but his flags are amazing. Um, what you can't see in this video, though, is the relief on that uh, that eagle. It is probably, what, four inches deep? Yeah, go back to our our uh, Facebook short. You'll see it on there. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So Fox has fired up flags on Facebook. You can reach out there um, and, and let him know. Let him know what you want, and I assure you that he is going to get this done. He's going to be able to make whatever it is you need. Uh, you want a Marine Corps flag? Done. You want a POW flag? Done. You want an agency flag? Done. Um, so, yeah, reach out to him. Wayne Fox out there at Fox's Fired Up Flags. And uh, remember, that is uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Is gonna, You know, you, you can find him at his, at his website, Mark Lamb for Senate. He's going to need every ounce of help he can get because once they find out he's gaining traction, yeah, uh, they're going to they're gonna team up to shit on him. And you know he's also got a couple books out there, man. That are, uh, are they're they're good reads, and they're they're not expensive. Uh, you can support them that way also. So, yeah, the American Sheriff is the one that he did in twenty twenty two. Uh, or no, the one he did in twenty twenty two was American Rules Sheriff. to Live By. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Traditional Values was his was his first book. Yep. So, and we have we have fans that every time we have people on that have books, they're buying them, yeah, they're, they're digging them for sure. Shout out to Brad Chambalam; he's he's one of the big ones that uh, always throws money at the people that we uh, that we have on. And, and so far, I haven't gotten a message from him like, "Dude, this book sucks." I've never had to pay him back his money. I've been having to message him recently. He like he's been he's been MIA. So hey, bud, oh, let's, I wonder uh, what's going on with uh, Brad Chambalam. We'll, we'll have to reach out. We'll have to go down Hopefully there. it's for a good reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying. All right, we're going to go out with Madison Rising. Uh, best rendition of the uh, uh, U.S. national anthem I've ever heard. Um, you can find them now. They have rebranded into Made to Rise, Made number two Rise. Um, you can check them out there. But uh, this song was under their old... Uh, it's under their old band, Madison Rising, and it's fantastic. We will see you guys later. We'll see you next week, man, maybe earlier. Uh, we'll we'll probably get in for a little hot shot here, but uh, we'll see you next week for sure. We appreciate your guys' support. Make sure that you are subscribing to this, and do us a favor and just give us a review wherever you're listening to it. Five Star helps us out. Um, we'll talk to you guys later.
Opened up a new wax museum in Arizona. No, Dan. And now it's gone. Oh, Jesus. It's the heat. I didn't even get it. Oh, God.